103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles now presents Southeastern Indiana's longest running and most listened to sports show, Coach's Corner. Broadcasting from the Coach Raver Corner at Ison's Family Pizza. Good evening, sports fans. This is Coach's Corner with Terrence Harney, and we are broadcasting to you live from Ison's Family Pizza right here in downtown Batesville on George Street. If you drive by, blow the horn, wave at us, let us know that you're listening. And this is one of Southeastern Indiana's most listened to sports shows where coaches come to get great food and to talk directly to you about their programs and the student athletes that make them special we want to thank our sponsors this evening the aforementioned Ison's family pizza garings fleetwood chevrolet buick george's pharmacy and medical equipment great plains communications bruns gutswiller margaret mary health batesville chrysler dodge jeep sei fiber by southeastern indiana remc hurt nelco and decatur county memorial hospital as always we've got a great show lined up as basketball's in full swing, we'll talk a little basketball with East Central head coach of the Lady Trojans, Kevin Moore. Uh, we'll speak with Aaron Garrett of the Batesville Bulldogs and also have a chance to speak with Coach Gemma Cleghorn. She is the cheer coach uh, for Batesville, but we'll get things kicked off just up the road in Olenburg as we have an opportunity to talk with head coach Eric Feller of the OA Lady Twisters basketball. Coach, welcome to the program. Thanks. I'm, I'm happy to be here. So, Coach, on the season, um, you guys, 7-6 and six on the season right now. Uh, got a game above 500. Um, talk to us a little bit about your uh, – if you guys played any holiday tournaments, uh, mid-season tournaments, anything along those lines? Um, no, we're trying to – well, that's a long story, but we're trying to change that for next year. Um, okay. We did have one – just one game over Christmas break, which was kind of frustrating. Just have one game. <clears throat> um, it's our season, actually. We, I was just talking about tonight. It's been a season of kind of disruptions. We we had to shut down for five days in December. Oh, man. No, no practice or um, anything allowed. And then we had to just show up and play a game against Morristown on December 12th. And then we played Franklin County four days later. Then we take two weeks off, 13 days off to be exact, and play Waldron. Then another week off, and we played Shaw on Friday. But we're about ready to get ready for a slew of games here. We've got, what, five games in like 10 days or something, five, 12 oh, yeah. days. Um, so we're ready to for this run here in January as we as we lead up to sectional, which can you believe the sectional draw, I think, is already, what, next week? Yes. Yeah, next weekend? It is, yeah. uh, it is upon us. There's no doubt about that. And, you know, if I... I'm sure you know different than any coach that I would talk to. Everybody wants to be playing their best ball once sectional time rolls around. How close would you say this squad is to playing its best ball? It's hard to say. I thought we were playing really, really good basketball before Christmas. Uh-huh. And then we had that dis- these disruptions sure. um, in our schedule, just not playing many games in, in a lot of days over Christmas break and New Year's. And then you know, we, we played Shaw down at Shaw on, on Friday night and – to be quite honest, I thought we played fairly, fairly decent, mm-hmm. um, and we lost by 15, and um, to a Shaw team that just played out of their minds. And right. I got to tell you, I mean, I know they're an hour away around Madison, but that Shaw team—they start two freshmen and two sophomores, and they were about as good as any team we played all year. They were—they just continue to get better and better and better and better. And I'm just happy they're not in our sectional. Um, <laughs> They're a very good team, very good basketball team, and a team that if they stay together for these next two or three years, they will be, they will be really, really good. Speaking of that draw, and again, I could, I know if I, if I ask a handful of coaches, most will give me the good coach speak of don't care who you get, this, that, and the other. But let me let me ask the question. That's a lie. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, let me ask the question to you this way: um, When you look at your sectional, um, I. Where would you, where would you in terms of seeing a path seeing a path to that right. sectional championship? How would you like to see things line up? Well, the worst possible path. So, to give some context, this is probably the first. This is my third year. The first two years we had Jackson Dell. Uh-huh. You know, Jackson Dell's always good. Sure, and Scott's a great coach. And then Waldron last year, who made a run to the semi state, who was just one. You know, one of those once in a lifetime teams they had last year. 
and we draw Jacksonville our first year mm-hmm. on a Tuesday night, and then we end up getting Rising Sun again on a Tuesday night last year with, and then we would have played Waldron had we won. Um, <clears throat> this year is a little bit different. It's it's def right now according to Sagarn we are second in our sectional. Okay, but Morristown's right with us. But the the best path would be not to play both of them. Sure. You only play one of those teams. So right. you hope they play each other along the way. Right. And they're probably hoping for the same thing. Um, but there, there's other teams in that sectional that could very well beat any of us. Mm-hmm. You know, any night, especially in girls' basketball, if you're not shooting well or just not finishing well, um, anything can happen. So it, it's a lot more evenly matched this year than, than, the per, than the previous two years. So I would say... Best case scenario is obviously we wanted to buy and not to play <laughs> Jacksonville or Morristown. One juggernaut, not we two. We would just rather play one of them and not both of them <laughs> right. throughout the throughout the tournament. So, um, yeah, that's probably our best best draw as we move forward and, and with the with the sectional draw this weekend. So you get now into the meat of your schedule, as you said, um, a lot more games than practice coming up here uh, in the next few week uh, next week or so. What have you learned about your squad thus far um, that you think will help out uh, once the tournament time begins? Um, this year is a little bit different in terms of, you know, we're a little bit more, uh, we have more experience. So I don't feel like we have to spend as much time on, okay. like our girls just get it more. Yeah. We, have, we have a lot more juniors and seniors playing this year than the previous two years. So we don't have to spend as much time on going over, you know, if we want to put in a new set or a new blob or, or defensive rotations or things along that those lines, the girls understand it a lot more. Right. Um, a lot more shooting. I, I figured my first year I just didn't – I just didn't – there, man, there was a huge learning curve. But that was one of those things where we've just set so much time, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, you're just fine-tuning things for the most part at this, at this point. But there's always room – there's still a lot of the season left. We still have a third of our season left. Yes. We've played a little fewer games than other teams, but but we've still got a lot of games left to fine tune things. So it's not like yeah, sectional draws coming up, but we still got six games left, and that's a lot of time, a lot of things, a lot of games to improve upon um, as we move towards sectional. That actually brings me to my next question. You know, last week we did this big, huge preview of the Ripley County tournament, and it was our first show of the new year one of the questions that i that i ask all the coaches and i'm going to pose that question to you now coach with this new year if you had to pick one thing that could be your new year's resolution for oa basketball what would it be <laughs> uh to finish and to make three free throws we've <laughs> we've had that's been our achilles heel we're still right. trying to figure it out finish against contact um and we've gotten better at free throws this year we've spent you know, we're trying to all these different – everything imaginable, um, un, everything under the sun to try to fix free throws, especially between last year and this year. Mm-hmm. You know, we tried a John Calipari approach, which I think he was uh, – you just kind of ignore it and just hope for the best. <laughs> um, or you just absolutely get in their minds and talk about it all the time. You know, we do tired free throws, free throw games, things like that. Um, but we've definitely gotten better this year. I think part of that's just our girls are a little bit older and more experienced. That helps. But um, – that would be the biggest thing is in terms of um, d- finishing the basketball, mm-hmm. I guess shooting better and um, and free throw in, in our free throws. Okay. Well, well, good deal, Coach. Well, we will, um, as always, stay connected, stay in touch. Um, as you mentioned, the uh, sectional draw right around the corner, and I will we'll keep our fingers crossed for that good draw, get that uh, first round by, and only play one juggernaut instead of instead of both yeah i'm sure kevin here in a second will say the same thing about his sectional <laughs> if i thought our sectional was hard the last couple of years um well he'll yeah well everybody knows about east central sectional so uh, thanks terrence i appreciate it hey coach we appreciate the lead in and uh, we'll keep up with you and talk to you later on down the road thank you that was head coach of oa lady twisters basketball coach eric feller with us here on the program we've got more coaches corner coming up right after this country 103.9 wrbi and online at wrbiradio.com what the fumella have you tried the new fumella a smoked mozzarella cheese from ison's family pizza it's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from wisconsin Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. 
Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, Ison'sFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. Southeastern Indiana REMC is now offering high-speed fiber internet to its members. Choose from our basic, plus, or premium residential packages with speeds from 100 megabits per second to 1 gig. Prices range from $64.95 to $109.95 per month, and there are no data caps. Get the connectivity speed you need at a price you can afford. Visit SEIREMC.com or call 1-800-737-4111 to check your address eligibility and to sign up for service today. Our friendly customer service representatives are standing by to take your call. SEI Fiber, connecting at the speed of light you are tuned to coach's corner we want to thank uh cecil and his crew here at ice's pizza for allowing us to be here we want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible they keep your communities going and that's very very important 103.9 wrvi we're back coach's corner continues here on Country 103.9 WRBI, we want to say thanks to the sponsors that make it possible. Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet, Buick, and George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Joining us now on the program, head coach of the East Central Lady Trojans. Uh, Trojans uh, sitting, I would say, I would say sitting real good uh, at this point in, on uh, on the year. Uh, thirteen and seven overall, perfect five and zero oh in uh, the conference. And of course, we're speaking with, talking about none other than head coach Kevin Moore uh, of the Lady Trojans. Coach, welcome to the show. Thanks, Terrence. Thank you. Um, first time we've had a chance to sit down and speak in the new year. Uh, catch us up a little bit. Tell me about um, you guys did play in a holiday uh, tournament, the Hall of Fame yeah. tournament. Talk to us a little bit about how that went. Um, so. When you play the defending 4A state champion, Noblesville, you know, you're going to have your hands full. And we certainly did in that morning session. We got out to uh, an 18 to 10 first quarter lead, to mm. be honest with you. And then, um, you know, the wave kind of hit us and sure. they went on a run. They play a very extended one through one. And, you know, our kids knew it was coming and we just didn't make the necessary adjustments uh, from a staff or player's perspective. And they ended up beating us by 20 plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, we stayed the you know the day there and the kids got to enjoy some time together and just the hall of fame in general is just a great experience yes. you know it's obviously you want to go play well and and uh and have some success but just to create those memories and um in the second game we played mishawaka marion really really good 3a team out of the north side of indian uh or north side of the state excuse me and played really well i think we won by 15 16 points okay. and so to go up there and play two really really good teams and come home one and one um, with some really good memories, you know, we toured the Hall of Fame, and a lot oh, yeah. of, most of our kids, if not all of them, hadn't been through that. So oh, that's to special. do that, and then obviously you're playing at Newcastle, just create those memories it was a lot of fun. Yeah, that, it definitely sounds like it. And, and coach, you talk about playing, you know, the Noble Zills and, and Mishawaka and so forth and so on. I've always been impressed with your non-conference schedule. Um, talk to me a little bit how about how important or how difficult it is to balance getting the exposure to some of these other teams while still trying to have a win-loss record that's respectable. Yeah, and it is, it, it's certainly a balancing act, and, and it takes a lot of um, a lot of phone calls and texts and emails with schools across not only Indiana but Ohio and Kentucky because, you know, we're, we're in a unique position where we're the only 4A school within an hour. Sure. So there's a lot of the local schools, you know, the 2As, 3As that outside of our conference that don't want to play us, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us to go play non-conference, you know, we're traveling to the Indy area, Bedford, Columbus, and if you go across the state line to Ohio and Kentucky, 
those are really good teams and we play really good teams. But then again, that kind of hurts our kids when it comes to all state consideration because right. you're not playing Indiana teams. So there is a balancing act. And, and with that, you know, when you play a great non-conference schedule, you're, you're probably going to lose some potential 50, 50 games that sure. maybe you wouldn't lose against maybe lesser quali- quality competition. But, uh, as I said off air, the, the more I've coached, the more I've understood. Um, it's not always about the win loss record, but it's about preparing your team as best you can for February. And, and our non conference schedule has done that um, in the last, you know, three to five years where we're in the sectional championship for the last five years and we've won three in a row. So uh, while I hate to lose, yes. uh, I love to play Noblesville. You know, last week we played, um, or excuse me, earlier in the week we played. Uh, Mount Notre Dame out of Ohio. They won the state championship in Ohio. So we've okay. played the Indiana state champ, the Ohio state champ. This Wednesday, we're playing Dixie Heights out of Northern Kentucky. They were in the final four in Kentucky. So, you know, those are the types of teams while, you know, we lost to both those teams and then we're going to have a hard time winning on Wednesday if we don't do things necessary to win. That's what's going to help us in February. And, and for us to have kids that have been through that um, mentally and our parents, they understand that, you know, while we don't want to lose, it's helping us prepare to win. Right, and, and you know, and you and I can have that conversation and understand it. But 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 talk about your the squad, those young ladies. Um, how challenging is it to keep their heads held high and, and keeping things in proper perspective yeah. when you're doing that? It's tough. I mean, because film doesn't lie, numbers don't lie. You know, when you <laughs> right. watch those things as, as as a team and you're pointing things out, um, you know, those are conversations that are difficult to have. But if you're genuine with them and you're you're not um, avoiding the confrontation when, you know, if you wait too long, then it, yeah. you, there's no recovery from that. So, yeah. you know, it's it's not always easy and it's not always easy to hear it from, from people that um, I think that, you know, you have mutual respect with, with, with um, as much as we are around our kids and, sure. you know, have built those relationships. But it's, it's those conversations and, and those uh, film sessions that have led us to uh, be able to be successful. Speaking of that success, let's talk about it. You and I have had conversations in the past about how hard it was to break through yeah. to get that uh, that sectional champion, uh, a sectional championship. You've got it done now three times in a row. Now that's the expectation, yeah, right? True. And now we're talking about regionals and so forth. Um, how how well prepared do you feel your squad is um, this year in particular? to make that next leap to where regional now is yeah. the expectation. Well, I mean, we're just trying to find that consistency and, and not really one end or the other. You know, there's things offensively. We, we don't turn it over a lot. I think we're averaging 10, 10 turnovers a game. That's good. That's really, really good for yeah. us, um, especially with the competition we play. But, you know, we're only shooting 25 26% from the perimeter. So mm-hmm. when you play better teams, they're going to take away your number one, number two options. Right. You've got to be willing to step up and hit shots. So that's that's one thing that, you know, we're trying to, to iron out as we get going here. And then defensively, um, it feels like everybody hits shots against us. Right. <laughs> um, so when we take away the top, you know, top player on the other team, their top two, their kids, their secondary kids are stepping up and hit shots. So that that's the thing, just keeping our kids buying into our, our scouting report, our game plan. Uh, and they do. They, they, they've done a good job of that. But um, we, we've got to have our secondary kids starting to hit more shots, too, if we're going to cut a net down. And, and that and that's, takes me right to my, my next question to you. Anybody that knows anything about EC basketball, Josie Trable leads all yeah. statistics. We, we, you know, she it's well documented, sure. and I don't want to t- uh, take any shine away from her because she's earned every every bit of it. A walk in double double yeah, uh, sure. this season, but when schools zero in on them, right? Then who are you looking to to step up and, and make plays for? Yeah, this team? I mean, she. I mean, we run action still to keep her involved, but she's such a willing passer. I'll give you an example. So, uh, Mountain Notre Dame did that the other night, and Rushville on Saturday. Uh, she had seven assists uh, in Mountain Notre Dame. I think she had six on Saturday with right. Rushville. So she's still involved, but maybe not necessarily scoring the ball. Right. Um, but but Laney Baker is our second leading scorer. She's able to get downhill. She's starting to shoot the ball really well for us. Mm-hmm. Um, Caitlin Dick is another kid. You know, if teams face guard Laney or double her up, we always try to put Caitlin on the same side, and and you know she's. 35, 36%. She's she's your leading three-point shooter. She is, and and she gets them off quick. So Addie Arnold's another kid. Um, Emily Clem, Anna Anna Black, all kids that are capable um, in practice right now. So we we need to translate that over to to games, and and it's just a matter of, you know, stepping up and having the confidence to do those things. But, you know, we run a lot of sets. We, we, We have our motion offense package that we run, but within our sets, we, we have counters to those. So when 
the better teams start to take Joe away out of our number one options. You right. know, kids are smart enough to know the counter to that and the secondary looks. So you mentioned Dixie Height this week. That's on Wednesday. Uh-huh. Um, I can't recall is that home. Or- it, it is away. We've got away Wednesday, and then we play uh, Talawanda, Ohio, who's eleven and zero um, on Saturday. So two really good non-conference teams. Um, Again, for, for that purpose of being ready for the for the draw in a few weeks. Outstanding, outstanding. Like I said, coach, it's the first time we've talked here in the new year, so I've got to pose the our new year question to yeah. you. Um, if if you had to pick one thing to be a New Year's resolution for Lady Trojan basketball, what would it be? To start hitting more jump shots. Yeah. The game is a lot simpler, Terrence. <laughs> I try to explain it to you. The game is a lot simpler when you just hit shots. <laughs> it's amazing how that works, right? <laughs> no, I, it, it, you know, you could say those things, but our kids are smart. They take the right shots. I just, yeah. for them, you know, they put in the work, they do the time. Uh, I want them, I want those shots to go. And for that would, that would be my resolution. I would give up something of my own for our kids to go. make more shots. How about that? <laughs> All right. Good deal. Well, coach, pleasure speaking with you again. Um, that sectional draw, not too far yeah. off down the road. For sure. So, uh, forward to it. Again, that championship, that's the expectation now. We're talking regional and beyond. We hope to see you there. (laughs) All right, buddy. Thanks so much. Thanks, Terrence. That was head coach of the Lady Trojans uh, coming to you. Uh, A good, great season going on for them right now. You you know, it's easy to get caught up in the 13-7, and but when you look at the names on that win-loss record, some of the teams that they're playing, I mean, coach said it best. They played last year's Indiana State champion. They played Ohio's last year's state champion, Kentucky's Final Four. We don't have teams in this area that are taking on that type of competition night in, night out. East Central is definitely um, doing that, and, and Coach Kevin Moore is doing a fantastic job there. we got much more Coach's Corner coming up here in just a little bit right after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house-made ranch, house-made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have breadsticks nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. Your local Lennox dealer, Hurt and Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Hurt and Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. George's, we have respiratory therapists on staff that can help you rest easy. Our services include CPAP and BiPAP, the latest in oxygen technology, nebulizers, and more. Our professional staff will answer all of your questions and make you or your loved one feel at ease with whatever challenges you're faced with. Ask for us. Let our family take care of yours. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Get out and uh, support the teams in your area. They all deserve your attendance and appreciate you being there. On 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner continues by way of contributions in part from Great Plains Communication, Bruns Gutzweiler, Margaret Mary Health in Batesville, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, East Central head coach Kevin Moore was just with us. They'll be in action um, on Wednesday night. They've got to travel to take on Dixie Heights. Of course, Dixie Heights being uh, made it to the final four uh, there in Kentucky. So, again, just taking on some uh, great, great competition to kind of sharpen the edge, if you would, in time for tournament play we will step away from basketball for a hot second and let's go back to batesville and talk about uh batesville cheer joining us now on the program is batesville's cheer coach and coach Gemma. welcome to the program clickhorn i'm sorry Gemma clickhorn welcome to the program hi thanks for having me so Jim, I've had an opportunity to talk to a handful of cheer coaches, not nearly enough, 
Um, and I say not nearly enough because I want our listeners to know and understand just how, A, how much fun being a part of yeah. cheer can be um, at the high school level, but more importantly, just how important that cheer aspect is in terms of school spirit and what happens on a Friday night or, or a Saturday night. Right. Um, how long have you been involved with, with Batesville Cheer? I think I'm not 100% sure on my years. I think I'm going on to your 20 or 21. Get out of here. Get out of here. You look like you're 25. Stop playing. Thanks. I appreciate that. But there are days that I can feel that I'm in my 20s when you're coaching. Definitely. Definitely. And how many how many members make up uh, Batesville's cheer squad? So this year we only have 13, which okay. is um, I've kind of fluctuated over the mm-hmm. years depending on um, the groups that come through. So my first years of coaching, which my assistant coaches were part of those programs, and they will a lot of times laugh when I say, 13 is just not a lot. They'll laugh and go, do you remember coaching us? We had three. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, oh, that's true. So um, 13 is still a lot compared to the three. Um, There were years that I had 30. Wow. So um, I have definitely had big to little um so this is a great size team it gives us a lot of options when it comes to stunting and um performances that was that was going to be my next question obviously the numbers um influence what you can and what you can't do so i was gonna so what is a sweet spot what is a good number so typically our stunt groups are four people um so anything that can be a quantity or a a multiple of four is great um this year having the 13th member has really helped us um sometimes our stunt groups will add a fifth person to the front just for extra support Mm -hmm. and that person has really stepped up this year and helped me with a couple of our stunts so um anything that's a multiple of four is great um for tournament time we are only allowed to have 12 on the sideline at a game so again then like my 13th we always have to like rotate one on and they know that going into the year that we're at an odd number that i i just have to do that um you know if i could get a few more girls out then i can make a jv and a varsity team so then i wouldn't have to have that um odd man out every now and again but um so as long as it's a multiple of four it's pretty good for me (laughs) certainly now that that rule that 12 on the floor during a tournament is is that well, I actually have no idea. Why, why is that? Oh. I'm not real sure either. So it's an IHSAA thing, um, and I'm fine. I mean, it's it, spacing in a gym for us sure. at a tournament, when especially when there's four schools in a gym and oh, you get one tiny little corner. Well, that's the reason. Um, okay. Twelve girls is pretty right. hard to find space for. Okay. So um, 12 is probably okay. When sure. I had 30 girls and we were trying to find space for us, I mean, we were literally taking up the front row of our student section wow. and on the sidelines. So, okay. And that was just to give everyone some varsity playing time for sure. us. So sure. that's how we had to work it. Now, with, with Batesville Cheer, do you guys compete competitively? We do not. Okay. Um, again, previous years I have. I a lot of times leave it up to the team because okay. um, competitive cheer is in addition to our work. Right. Um, so when we are doing boys and girls sports um, mm-hmm. that we are cheering for, and JV and varsity, if we have the numbers to support that, right. um, it's a lot of time already. And sure. so then to add competition on top of that, it adds that much more commitment, usually sure. morning practices to prepare for that. And competition is a different type of stunting. Like okay. you have to get certain items off the check mark box to right. get points. Okay. And so it's not things that I would typically do in a game. So it's learning new things in order to make that happen. Yeah, that, That's been one of the things from um, talking to other cheer coaches throughout the region that I've I, I was, you know, I just didn't know, and it was shocking to me that this is legitimately a year-around in, endeavor. Kind of walk me through what yeah. what uh, what the calendar looks like when you guys get started sure. in the summer. Um, yes, so I actually have my tryouts in the spring. So eighth graders um, from Batesville Middle School in St. Louis for okay. us um, actually try out in the spring as an eighth grader, hoping to be a freshman cheerleader. Okay. Um, then I try to give my girls some time off right. um, and. We normally start getting together midsummer. Midsummer, we're already meeting two to three times a week, 
And then as soon as school starts, we're already in football season. Right. And two to three practices a week right. trying to get ready for football games. And football games are every Friday night. So we're out there during all of football season. Um, in a good year for football, we're running right into girls' basketball season. <laughs> right, so then right. um, I'm doing um, football and girls' basketball at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now I'm into girls' basketball and boys' basketball at the same time. And, you know, in a good year, we're running all the way through March, hopefully. Wow. Right, right. <laughs> um, if we're getting through state tourney for boys. And so that's our thing is, I mean, we're ending in March and already having tryouts in April. So I have a short little break in there. Um, And so that's why even over our holiday breaks and spring breaks and things like that, a lot of people are like, oh, we still have our team practice. And I was like, my girls are with me literally all year long. (laughs) So if I can give them two weeks, excuse me, two weeks off at Christmas and a week off at spring break, sometimes we emotionally need to be, have that break. And sometimes we just need the time to ourselves. So we're ready for those little breaks here and there. No no doubt about that. Now, one thing that I have noticed about uh, Batesville Cheer, and this has been a topic with some of the other cheer teams, too. Not this year, but I know in previous years, you've had male cheerleaders as part of your squad. Yes. And what, what's that like? Um, it's always a different dynamic for us, mm-hmm. and I, I always joke because I always t- call the cheerleaders my girls and when those when i always have a guy i'm like i look at him i just want you to know if i say hey girls i don't mean to like offend you and they just chuckle and and we've kind of learned you know like that we we come up with nicknames for our whole team when we have a, a male on our team but um the dynamic is always fun a male cheerleader um just brings a lot of energy to sure. us um i think that the type of person that has to come into a high school cheer program a lot of times has to have a sense of personal pride that they are okay going out because unfortunately um still to this day you will have people that i'm lack of a better option will heckle a male cheerleader at the high school level and um so I have always been very proud of the confidence that they come out with and then in turn I think that helps the female cheerleaders on our team because oh, they can see that they're willing to put themselves out there. Right. They should, the girls should too. So, um, I've really liked the, um, mental change that happens in our cheer program when it comes, hmm. of course, a male cheerleader obviously adds some strength to your program. Right. So, um, there are things that you can do stunt wise that change of once course, you have yeah. a male cheerleader on board. Um, I have never had more than one right. um, on my any one of my teams. So if I could have three or four, right. like, that would be amazing because then your stunting changes drastically. Dramatically, right. Um, but with one, it just helps with that those extra lifts. You know, they can they can just do a little bit more pull than most of the female athletes mm-hmm, that I mm-hmm. have. Um, so it, it definitely changes our um, stunting. But it also changes even just the basics for your program because they don't, male cheerleaders don't always do the same exact routine right, as right. a female. So I, my first year of having a male cheerleader, I had to like rethink all of our game material sure. and say, okay, so you don't do this right. when they're doing these because they're a little too feminine of a right, move. So right. we would have to change things up for him. And I mean, it, it was good for me because it, you know, helps me refresh and, um, Get some different thoughts for myself as right, I right. my program. Well, I can see that. You know, and one of the things in, in terms of, you know, having and adding and getting the interest of male cheerleaders that a lot of people don't realize, a lot of D1 schools are now giving scholarships for for cheer. Absolutely. And if you're a male cheerleader, I mean, you're, you're heavily sought after, yes. you know, um, and it's, it's, it's a great way to, to get a scholarship, it is. Um, you know, if you, if you didn't play football or didn't play basketball yeah. or couldn't swing a bat, right. that's an opportunity. Well, I always tell all of my friends that have young men, I tell them, put them into gymnastics. I know you want them to play football or you want them to play baseball. Put your son in gymnastics because if they can learn the basics of some tumbling skills, even though they have all of the ability to play basketball or baseball or football, I have had, I think, three Batesville High School football players uh-huh. that have went off to college and cheered and came back to me and said, I just need you to give me some That's tips awesome. on what to do because, like, 
they found out there's scholarships available yes. to them. And they were like, I can get in the gym and work out with these girls and do stuff and cheer competitively. Um, so I always tell people, if you have a young a young male athlete, as, mm-hmm. as simple as it may seem, put them in a gymnastics class so they can learn how to do some basic tumbling. And then when they're at college, they could easily become a member of a cheer team right. because they have the strength from being in another sport, but they now have the basic fundamentals to do tumbling to join in. I, I talked to um, I talked to one cheer coach that did do cheer collegially, yes. and she said, too, that um, she was surprised to see, and a lot of people are, that the male cheerleaders a lot of times are better athletes, bigger, stronger yes. athletes than, say, a football player or basketball player yeah. because of the demand and what's required. Yes. Yeah, so that's what um, even Brian Helvey and I chuckle a lot. Like when he goes, you guys don't have to stunt. And he's like, do you know that you are the only sport that puts people above your head. <laughs> and so I say the same thing for those male athletes is that they don't realize that, you know, yes, you're going into a weight room for football and for basketball, but we're the one that's asking you to go to the weight room and then lift a hundred pound person above your head. Right. And sometimes, especially for a male, we're asking you to do that solo. So, yeah. Wow. And there's, of course, and there's consequences if you can't. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, that is, that is, that is fascinating. That, that is, I'm really glad you shared that because, you know, I have a daughter uh, that's in youth cheer that yes. loves every bit of it. Yes. Um, but I'm glad you shared that because people at that, you're right, at that age is that's when they should be thinking about yeah. those types of things. And it also works right into this ongoing debate that we always seem to be having this year on the show about specialization versus multi-sport athletes yes. you know and just because a person's involved in cheer doesn't mean they can't be absolutely you know involved in some of these others so i know again this is from when i was in school but mm. when i cheered in high school at batesville we um had football players that joined us at basketball season they go. didn't play basketball but they did football and so once football season was over they came and they were truly just lifters for us they right. only came to stunt and they only came to help us do a couple of those elite stunts that we wanted right but they didn't have to learn i mean at that point they weren't learning the cheers and things and that was a long time ago we'll just say that <laughs> earlier than yesterday <laughs> yeah, earlier than yesterday i like that so um so i think that yeah we have added those in and i think that's something that could even happen in my program and i think can happen in other schools programs that i know around here that if there were student athletes who were mm-hmm. males that wanted to be involved in one season or the other i know that can happen i mean we do it for our female athletes i mean sure. i have soccer players who join me at basketball season there you so go. male female doesn't matter like we would make those options available so let's do it then um you've got a hot mic in front of you mm-hmm. okay um imagine if you would i'm an incoming freshman i just moved to batesville mm-hmm. um i don't have any particular affiliation with any other sport i'm not a football player basketball or soccer but i want to get involved what would your pitch be your 30 second pitch why i should join batesville cheer so i tell everyone this that batesville cheer and my girls will be the first to admit to you that they are my family right um and i've had a lot of conversations recently even with my parents that they can tell that I care about these girls, not just for their time in cheer, but I care about them emotionally, physically, and their futures. And I think that's what my pitch would be, is not that I want you to come in because you want to be an all-star cheerleader, but because you want to have a connection Mm. and a family in your school, and that can happen with our our program. That's awesome. That's awesome. Jamie, thank you so much for spending some time with thank us. Thank you so much. I enjoy the opportunity to talk about, uh, you know, you know, we spend so much time talking about the football, the basketball, you know, the, yes. the main three, the big three sports. So it's always good when we can talk about some of the uh, the other sports that are going on. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep in touch yeah. uh, maybe towards the end of your of course you only get that little break in between but maybe toward the end of your season i'd love to have you back and uh just kind of talk about how the how the year went for you guys i love it yeah this is our fun part of the year for us because we aren't having a game two and three nights a week so now we have some time to actually practice and learn some new stuff so this is when our fun season begins for us that's awesome uh coach good luck to you and we'll talk to you down the road thank you that was cheer head coach uh, uh excuse me head cheer coach of batesville cheer coach Gemma clickhorn we've got more 
Coach's Corner coming up right after this on Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. What the Fumella? Have you tried the new Fumella, a smoked mozzarella cheese from Ison's Family Pizza? It's a sister cheese to our awesome mozzarella provolone mix. Fumella is a smoky whole milk mozzarella premium cheese from Wisconsin. Available for a limited time on any of Ison's Family Pizza's made-to-order pizzas, hoagies, breadsticks, yum, and salads. Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, and downtown Batesville. What the Fumella? Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep is a proud sponsor of local athletics. I'm Michelle Galk, and at Batesville Chrysler, we value this community and the relationships we've built with our customers. As your hometown car dealer, we understand the importance of staying connected to the community. We commend all our student-athletes and their hard work and dedication. That's why we're proud to sponsor local sports coverage so that fans can stay connected no matter where we are. Remember, you can buy a car anywhere, but when you buy at Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, we can all work together to support the future of this great community. Need a provider who really listens to you? Someone you can trust and know will answer your questions? The family physicians at Decatur County Memorial Hospital promise to listen to your concerns and are committed to giving you the personal attention you deserve. To make an appointment, call 812-222-DOCS or request an appointment online at dcmh.net slash request. Decatur County Memorial Hospital. The quality care you want close by. Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues. I want to thank all of our guests, thank all of our sponsors, thank Ison's for allowing us to be here, thank all of you for listening in. From 103.9 WRBI. Coach's Corner continues here on Country 103.9 WRBI. And this program being brought to you in part by SEI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt Melko, Decatur County Memorial Hospital. Uh, we just spoke with head cheer coach at Batesville Cheer, Coach uh, Gemma Cleckhorn, and quite a program, quite a squad she's got going there. I, I remember just from previous years that typically they did have uh, male cheerleaders there, and it seemed like there for a minute, like every year they had they had those young men, and I thought it was fascinating that she said she had players from other sports go off to college, come back, and then ask her about cheer, and I'm sure if they could do it all over again, they may have gotten involved a little earlier in the game. One last guest here before we close things out, and joining us now on the show, none other than head coach of Bulldog basketball coach Aaron Garrett coach once again welcome to the program thank you sir so you got your phone set up there to watch Georgia win this national championship tonight huh <laughs> I have I went from the seventh grade game to the freshman game so I'm watching through our huddle camera the fourth quarter of the freshman game and I get done on coach's corner I'll go back and catch the end of the eighth grade game okay well we won't hold it against you not watching <laughs> Georgia win a back-to-back national championship that will we'll save that for another day uh coach you come in um this week uh, with some hardware, took care of business at the Ripley County Tournament. Two solid wins there. Talk to us a little bit about that experience. Sure, and, and Terrence, before I get started, so I don't forget, uh, congratulations to Michael Mincer for being inducted into the Hall of Fame. So I took the boys on Saturday. We did a little Michael Mincer uh, field trip, if you will. We okay. talked about the Sports Illustrated article that hangs down by our hallway and our, by our coach's office, and then shown a few clips from his Indiana State days. And one that's very famous is when he pretty much single-handedly brought Indiana State back to beat IU when mm. Coach Knight was there. So just to get them up to speed, and I and I probably need to do a better job as the years go on as far as educating them about the program and, and the guys that came before. But the cool thing to bring this all together was once we got down to, to South Ripley, had the guys get their uniforms, pull over, or warm-ups on, and before we went to the floor to watch the end of the first game to be out there for the Hall of Fame, I had Michael come in and, and talk to the guys. He got me fired up mm. in terms of, 
he had three lessons for him. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something because Mike was five foot nothing and dominated in high school basketball and, and, had, and obviously had a really good career at, in D1. Enjoy the grind. Enjoy the process. He talked about the new ox gym, the weight room. Mm-hmm. Use those things. Outwork people. He wishes he would have worked harder and that dude worked as hard as anybody. Right. And then the third thing was he, the former players, that Batesville basketball across their chest means something. The former players are always watching, following the program, so it's bigger than just the individual players that are playing right now. So just the guys were locked in, such a special moment to, just to bridge the a guy of Michael's caliber from the past to the present team now. And the other thing I want to do before I, before I forget is congratulate the girls on winning the Ripley County Tournament as well. I've been watching that team progress. They're young. They've just been getting better and better. And, and I coached Mitchell Taylor, the mm. girls' coach. Right. So just to see a former Bulldog come back home, be a teacher coach, and now lead them to their first title since 2015. Super proud of Coach Taylor. Super proud of those girls. Because there's been, there's been times this season where they could have easily just thrown in the towel, and they just competed. And to see the, the smiles on their face on a hard-earned championship, that's why we do this. That's why this is fun. So getting to our games, going into Wednesday's game, I know we talked last week um, Jacksonville is more than a formidable opponent, and they had the three-headed monster in terms of Greasep, Drockelman, and Dickman. And we got started off well. Um, mm-hmm. Sam Johnson, who you've seen, he hit four threes in the first quarter alone, finished the game with five threes, but did a great job really getting us started. And when we can get a lead with our zone, it just changes things. But right. Coach Bowman's guys, they they don't back down. They keep coming at you. So we had a couple times there much like the first game of the year where we had a chance to extend our lead and we couldn't. We couldn't. So I really talked about that at, at halftime. And end up winning by 22, I think. And some, a, a guy to highlight was Cole Pride that game had 18 and 18. Mm. Mm. I'd have to, and I haven't had time to do it, but I need to go back in terms of, I don't know, since the last time I've we've had a kid get, we've had double doubles, but sure. to get close to 20 rebounds. Yeah. He's, he's just a rebound away now through 11 games of, of averaging a double-double. He's averaging right at nine rebounds a game. So just a difference maker in terms of cleaning up the boards and anchoring our defense. Kate and Jack were right there with him with, with rebounds. But that night it was Sam. I think Sam and Kate each had 17. And, and Big Smooth, who I, who I call him, Cole Pride had 18. We take care of business Wednesday night. And then South Ripley wins the game against Milan. So it's now it's Batesville versus South Ripley. On paper, and I said this in the post game on paper, I think everybody would agree Batesville coming in was the favorite. Sure. Right? And we get off to, we don't get off as as, to a, as good a start, and, and South Ripley's there. We, we come back, we're winning at halftime. At the end of the third quarter, we're up 15. So we're in the fourth, we're up 15. Today, I've done something different than I've done in the past. I actually, our film session was the fourth quarter in its totality. Mm-hmm. Kind of talking to guys through different possessions, different decisions, their decisions, our decisions as a coaching staff. And with about seven ten left in the fourth, we actually scored a go on a seventeen point lead. Fast forward, Terrence South Ripley has the ball in the air to tie it. <laughs> so how we got there was is a combination of things. And first and foremost, like I told the guys, South Ripley's a varsity basketball teams as well. South Ripley's yeah. coach, they've got good players. The two sophomores I knew coming in worried me, and then the, jun- the two juniors really came on and hit some shots for him too. So it was a dynamite fourth quarter. I mean, we you know how hard we play, yeah. and South Ripley put 24 on us in the fourth. Um, hmm. So that's part of the equation. The other part of the equation is we got sped up. We took some shots that, quite frankly, time score situation, momentum shift going on. I talked to the guys through that in terms of we, you got to feel that on the floor and make right. accurate decisions. Right. We needed more time. We needed to get reversals. Probably the biggest agreement agreements was uh, Cole Pride in the last three minutes really didn't touch the ball much, not mm-hmm. nearly as much as he should have because we had our backs turned. We were the pressure was speeding us up. Had a couple of costly turnovers, and then and, and having coached a lot of basketball, we missed two front ends of a one on one. So, like I told this group, that's an anomaly because we've been we've been the t- we've got four guys seventy five percent or higher. Cole, actually, Kate Kaiser is at eighty four percent, I think, from the free throw line. So that was a big shot for the freshman. <laughs> so the um, it's an anomaly, right? But man, it, it's those were two big misses that South Ripley came down and made us pay for. But like I told them, they found a way, like you said, to get some hardware in that county tournament. And I didn't realize I didn't really thought about this in terms of. Um, Coach Moore had said after the game on the post game, the last four years each county school has won it. Yeah. So 
it just tells you about and we're blessed we have the it's the oldest holiday tournament in the state and this was the 99th year and it's, it expanded to six teams it was bigger than that when there were the township schools but now it's the four ripley county schools so it's i know it's fun just to see i saw the shorty boy come through before the game on on saturday who who was a dynamite player for South Ripley, for example? So to see some of the former kids I compete against, to see some of our guys come back, to see some of the Ripley County people I know. And then, as I said earlier with Michael, the absolute magic is the Hall of Fame induction between games on Saturday. Right, it just brings it all together. But we're able to pull away with that championship, and, and Cole Pride was named MVP, and rightfully so. Terrence on Saturday he had thirty one points, mm. I think six rebounds, but the thirty one points were on fourteen attempts. Good. He missed. He missed two attempts all game. He was just dialed in, and he hit five threes that night. So, I've been blasting out. I called the statewide coaches show on Saturday night. The dude six eight, six ten wingspan, top student, very coachable, hard worker. I think some college coaches. I think there's gonna be a rush here near the end of the season in terms of trying to get this young man to right. have some attention in their institution. Yeah, I saw a couple of scouts at the Milan game, I believe it was, that definitely wanted to hem him up and talk a little bit. But you know, coach, you said to me a long time ago. You taught me this a long time ago. You said half this thing is winning the games you're supposed to. So you got that done, um, and now you go into an interesting stretch on the schedule. You're 1-0 in conference play. Played all these games. Only one of them counted toward the conference. And now you got three conference uh, games in a row with uh, Greensburg, Con- Connorsville, and I think Franklin mm-hmm. County. Um, talk to me about the uh, the position you find yourself playing great basketball, but now – these games matter. Yeah. And our goals every year, Ripley County Conference, at least a sectional, if not deeper, in the state tournament. So we've checked the box on goal number one. And before I leave the Ripley County tournament, I'd be remiss if I didn't congratulate for us. Jack Runkmeyer, Sam Johnson, Kate Kaiser also were named to the all-Ripley County team. Mm-hmm. So it's with Cole Pride as MVP, those other three joining him on the all-county team. What's cool about that, when they come back in 25 years, their names will be in the program. Yeah. So that's always pretty cool. And then now this stretch, and we were in a stretch too, Terrence, where we'll be on the road for, that'll be two, three, four of our next five games. You're undefeated on the road. That's good news. Yeah, I didn't notice, <laughs> didn't notice that too. That kind of slipped my mind when I was looking at the, when I updated our stats. But Greensburg's our next our next big game. They're, they're seven and four. Mm-hmm. Um, lost a tough three-point game to, to Connersville on Friday night came back and bounced back with a nine-point game victory, I think, against Shellyville on Saturday. Very much like the first first game of the year. They're playing about six guys, much like we are, known quantities. Um, hopefully our shooting stays with us. We hit nine threes on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We hit, I think, seven, seven on Wednesday. So the guys are finally starting to shoot like I see them shoot in practice. And now our fans are starting to see how they can do that in the game. And the ball's moving better, too. Um, Cole Pride's inside out. Jack can slide inside out. The ball's moving inside out, whether it be on a post-feed kick out, whether it be on a dribble penetration, jump stop, and, and dish. So they're getting it. And, and I'm not having to sh- say share the ball very much with the group, right? which is just a special sign of this group in terms of they play well with each other. They played hard for each other. Like you said, it doesn't get any easier because it's it's Greensburg. Then it's Franklin County at our place, and they're sitting at 8-3, and three, I think. Mm-hmm. Then you've got you've got Connorsville with a similar record down, and we have to go back on the road to go down the Spartan Bowl. Sets so a that weekend especially is tough when you have that when you have the two conference opponents back to back, and it's the caliber of those conference opponents. And the back end of that is a road trip to boot to the Spartan Bowl, which, where Connorsville is really really tough. So nobody's gonna feel sorry for us. So we've no. got to we've got to scout them up, get teams ready, get the team ready. This one's an easy week because we can just it's one scout one game. But as we get in those double weekends, and we got to multitask a little bit during the week and then get up to speed at a Saturday shooting around for the Saturday games. Good deal. Well, it sounds like, Coach, um, you guys are hitting on, on I won't say all cylinders. I won't jinx you like that. S- hitting on a lot of cylinders um, at about the right time. I, the um, We're not far from talking about um, a tournament draw here in a little bit, but this next stretch is going to uh, tell you a lot about what you got. Um, thanks for your time. I'll let you get back to coaching. <laughs> and uh, we look forward to seeing you later on down the road. And like you said, I, I think tonight was practice 40. So for Cole Pride, we're halfway through the regular season schedule with yeah. with 11 games under our belts. So it's it goes so quickly. And I tell the guys, it seems like it's been quick now. But when you hit these, the reason I mentioned practice number 40, we usually get to about 60 to 65 practices. 
because we're starting those double weekends, the practice time evaporates a little bit, and you're, it's a lot of games, yeah. right? Yeah. So the boys love that. It's it's fun, and I, and I think you're right. We're we're still well away from our ceiling, mm-hmm. which is so exciting for these guys with the way they do the, go about their business with the work ethic. It's been exciting to see how, how Coach Seb we can get them, how well they can get things tightened up, and then hopefully the goal is to always hit March, hitting all cylinders like you said. No doubt. Thanks for having me. Good seeing you. All right, Coach. That was head coach of Batesville Basketball, Coach Aaron Garrett. On the program, we will come back and wrap things up right after this. Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Cecil from Ison's Family Pizza here. Breadsticks. If you haven't tried our breadsticks, you are missing out. Our made fresh daily breadsticks are fluffy Dunkin' Delights. Paired with our delicious cheese sauce, our house made ranch, house made pizza sauce, or garlic butter, we have Breadsticks Nirvana. You also got to try our new Fiesta Red Jalapeno Poppers. Sweet heat deliciousness. Available only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812 933 0333, in downtown Batesville. For 90 years, Margaret Mary Health has been serving the community with quality, compassionate care. Today, that commitment is stronger than ever as they continue to invest in and improve services to better serve the complex needs of the community. Although Margaret Mary is proud of their rich history and all they've accomplished in the past, they're even more excited about the future and their ability to provide outstanding care for generations to come. Margaret Mary Health generations of care you rely on your internet service to stay connected meet deadlines bring your family together work and learn from home so don't settle for anything less than the best great plains communications brings you fast reliable services delivered by our high capacity fiber network brought to you by a local provider with over a century of experience call 877-839-9494 or visit gpcom.com to get your home connected speeds and availability may vary by location you are tuned to coach's corner we want to thank uh cecil and his crew here at ice's pizza for allowing us to be here we want to thank all of our sponsors who make this all possible go out and support them because not only do they make things like this possible they keep your communities going and that's very very important 103.9 wrvi Welcome back, Coach's Corner, with Terrence Arney. And wow, what a show we've had for you here today. Got a chance to talk some basketball with um, uh, some of our area coaches. I want to thank them for being with us. Uh, Coach Eric Feller from Olenberg Academy, uh, Coach Kevin Moore with East Central Tro- Lady Trojans, uh, and then, of course, Coach Garrett here in uh, Batesville. And then really enjoyed speaking with uh, Coach Cleghorn, Gemma Cleghorn of Batesville Shear, and talking about her squad. Thanks to all of those fine folks um, for uh, just just being with us here on the show and uh, talking about their programs and their athletes. Um, you know, we're headlong into um, football, uh, excuse me, basketball right now, um, and it has been. Um, uh, uh, so far, it's really been a really good season uh, with a lot of these teams, and you kind of could hear people talking about it in terms of uh, some of these coaches talking about how great basketball is in this area right now, um, and it's going to continue to do so. We've been well documented how great football was in this area in this calendar year, but before we get too far away from football, I did want to share with you um, out of Batesville their year-end reward, uh, awards. Uh, they had their awards ceremony there just before the end of the calendar year, and I want to share with you um, some of those winners. Um, uh, quarterback number seven, Will Geisel, was named the offensive MVP. Um, cornerback Trenton Kincaid, he got the Senior Bulldog Award. Offensive lineman number 63, Andrew Jones, he uh, won the Sophomore Bulldog Award. And another O-lineman, Jackson Brittle, won the award. Running back number 85, Alex Crackler. He was the JV MOP Most Outstanding Player. Uh, Cade Kaiser on defense, of course, he's a big part of the Bulldog offense, but on defense was named the defensive MVP. 
captain and center number 62 Zach Davidson he won the junior bulldog award um, tied in number 39 Trenton Rell he won the Robert Raver scholarship he was a scholarship recipient um, so uh, big ups to him um, and uh, a defensive back Trenton Jordan won the freshman MOP award he also plays quarterback for the freshman team um, Number 72, O-lineman Blake Hahn. Uh, it was the Bill Gardner Award winner. And a junior fullback Bobby Weiler was varsity MOP of the year. I can remember calling that name a lot throughout the season. And last but not least, uh, wide receiver Damian Dance was the varsity newcomer of the the year, if, if if memory serves me correct, um, he was a late bloomer as far as football is concerned. I think it was his first year playing, um, and he was recognized for his efforts. Congratulations to all of those award winners. Congratulations on making um, this 22, uh, 2022 football season uh, one to remember. That's going to do it for us on this episode of Coach's Corner. We'll be back next week, same time, same place to do it all again. We'll thank our sponsors, Ison Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Bruns Gutswiller, Margaret Mary Health, Batesville Chrysler Dodge Jeep, SCI Fiber by Southeastern Indiana REMC, Hurt and Elko, and Decatur County Memorial Hospital. So for all of us here, at WRBI, including John Heil back at the station. Thanks, John, for everything that you do. Special thanks to Abby Brinson, the world's greatest showrunner. This show would not go on without the work that she does behind the scenes. Abby, thank you so much. And in the immortal words of the Hall of Famer himself, I am sure without a shadow of a doubt, if he was with us now, he would say these words to you. Go dogs. This is Terrence Arney saying thanks so much for listening and enjoy the rest of your sports week. You've been listening to Country 103.9 WRBI and online at WRBIRadio.com. Listen Monday nights at 6 for Coach's Corner from Ison's Family Pizza in downtown Batesville on 103.9 WRBI. Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville.